Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Vegas Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, ready to enlighten you, inform you, and otherwise, hopefully, entertain you with the latest in geek news, stuff that has caught my eye, gets you caught up on what's going on with the the fallout, the aftermath of the final Starfest from my point of view, my take on it, if you will. All of this and so much more is sponsored by Susie Q's, who is with us at the last Starfest. She's currently out of the studio this weekend, but if you were not able to see her at Starfest and you want to go to SusieQ's.com, check out some of her stuff, you also have the ability to come and see it here. She has a little office and a small little showroom set up that you can come check out her stuff and buy appointment send her a direct message either on facebook or through the website or even through 5280geek.com we will make sure that you guys get connected and i'll tell you what while you're even here going through Susie's stuff you can take a tour of the 5280 geek studios i will give you the nickel tour it'll be fantastic we'll take pictures we have a grogu it's great <laughs> but Susie's is where it's at. Check out all of the chain mail, the, the amazing uh, creations. Uh, it, it, was, it was spectacular doing Starfest, so we'll get to that in a moment. We also will have our uh, new sponsor, in addition to Susie, being announced in June, which is just a few short weeks away. We're already kind of at the halfway point for May, and it just seems like, wow, already? So where to start? It's an excellent question. We got to see the end of a con. Now, usually, I would. This seems it's it's really out of sorts, and I have to explain this because normally cons just don't come back. I mean, to be fair, you don't go to a con thinking, okay, this is going to be the last one. There's always going to be next year. There's always another con. So to go in and the the already you know knowing the writing is in the wall that this is it this is the final one it's like watching your favorite tv show come to an end and you can only hope that the loose ends get tied up to a satisfactory level and everyone happily marches off into the sunset normally in the past you've seen cons go when the next year rolls around they just suddenly don't have anything on the books they just suddenly have dissolved and usually I'll hear the story or something will be leaked to other people that they've just decided to close their doors they're relocating they're doing something that uh you know just conflicts with the con or numbers weren't where they were supposed to be or they're just things change it's an ever changing landscape without a doubt but to go in knowing that this is it the final hurrah it was it was bittersweet little melancholy but all in all kind of mm, uh can't say cathartic because that ain't it it's just it was weird there we go 
<laughs> from cathartic straight to weird. So you get there, and of course everyone is already anxious to begin with. We haven't done a whole lot of cons, and now we add that this is it. This is the final hurrah. Whether it be a bang or a whimper, we're going out one way or the other. <laughs> so Friday was set up our normal antics ensued as usual and it was just cool to kind of see everyone i did do this great panel with monster force zero that uh was the screening of the film and then a q a that followed afterwards with some of the actors the writer uh the director which went spectacularly you will see clips of that vadim was there of course because you know i need vadim i have to you know, get some video. <laughs> so Vadim's there. He's getting video. He's got pictures and stills and everything of the panel and all of that. So look for that in the next coming few days. But everybody Friday night was, you know, relatively just mellow. And then, of course, Saturday rolled around and it was just con pictures, panels, you name it. It was all there. All the emotion, all the feels. The only thing that could have been better was that the elevators worked. This hotel was so unprepared for the mayhem that descended upon it. We're there Friday night. Um, Brett Leader 1 and Jeannie joined us. Red, of course, Susie uh, and and Jeremy. All of us are sitting there just, just kind of, you know, catching up, seeing what's going on and, and drinking. And the restaurant is barely able to. To keep up and this is a fraction of the people that are about to be here tomorrow and the and the hotel was ill-prepared the the elevators broke right out of the gate it just these guys were not prepared at all so i kind of set the tone for for not all of the weekend but it created problems there were some issues so you what do you do? You persevere. You move on. You just you just cross your fingers, put your head down, and you keep going forward. And that's what we did. Saturday came and went, and it feels like it went by in a relative blink. There was a lot of, you know, people that came through, some, some that I haven't seen, some that I know that specifically showed up just for that weekend. It was nice to see all of you, and I apologize that I couldn't spend more time with each and every one of you just based on my schedule and doing panels and taking care of the table and just just trying to get everything in like you normally do for a con. And, you know, everything else didn't help much. Then Saturday or then Sunday, well Saturday night was the the ball, <laughs> the Starfleet ball and of course we're there drinking wine yet again and then that actually helped a lot. There was a lot of closure. There was a lot of moments with everybody else. There was time to sit and reflect and talk about, you know, the days of yore and and where this person is and and how come this person couldn't make it and why this person wasn't there and just overall kind of getting getting everything through the system, working it out. Ken Turnerman, who uh, is also part of the, the 5280 Geek family, um, did this amazing retrospective video that they showed in main events, and they ended up showing it again at the end of Trailer Park War, or Trailer Park on Sunday. <laughs> Trailer Park Wars. Uh, and it, it, it's a nice retrospective. It's on his page, and rightfully so, because he did an amazing job of it. And there's a case of feels, I'll tell you. You know, you get you get a little misty. You get kind of like this moment of, okay, this 
This is it. And you never think. You always think at like the midnight hour, something is going to come in that that you're going to get that reprieve. You're going to get that announcement that everyone is going to say, all right, guys, here it is. And and guess what? We're not really going away. We, we've got we've got an investor. And I know people have had this website up of state, Save Starfest and and rightfully so. This has been a staple way of life for generations. I mean, I, I can tell you families that brought their kids and those kids now have kids. And it's been a tradition for a family, for families, for friends, for people like me. So what does that mean to save Starfest? Because this was actually a very big topic of conversation around the table as we're sitting there and we're closing out Sunday night. And there's a group of us that we know we will see again, that they will be at other cons, that this isn't the final hurrah. So what does Save Starfest mean? And we came up with an idea and you can shoot this down or DM me or at me or whatever you like, but give it some thought, let it simmer and come back at me with this. Saving Starfest is more of an approach to thought. Um, Don't let the spirit die. Starfest was important to a lot of people, a lot of fans, and it introduced them to the world of conning and laid the groundwork for what was to come. Unfortunately, now the con lifestyle is entirely different and has uh, evolved past the Starfest footprint and and has become this otherworldly thing. Now... Sooner or later, I'm sure we'll get back to the footprint that is Starfest, that idea that Starfest was founded under. But as the con scene has grown, as the geek world has expanded, Starfest is at a disadvantage. It's it's either get bigger and hope that you make it or get smaller and eventually die anyway. They kept saying that if we raise enough funds, we can save Starfest and keep it going. But why? The Starfest that I know is not the same Starfest it is now and has changed over the years. And if you're going to have that kind of money to save a con, then why not start your own? Don't turn Starfest into a martyr by carrying it on because you'll always be compared to the Starfest that was. The Starfest of yore that has a fond place in our heart, but let's face it, it it, it was starting to break. You were starting to see the cracks. The, the attendance was slipping. The vendors weren't there. There were a lot of things that were starting to become less and less available. The shortcomings and the guests and so much more. So to save Starfest, you would almost have to carry on in its honor as a tribute, if you will. So Starfest 2.0, this isn't your dad's Starfest or you know any other number of ideas that we had thrown out in our wine induced frenzy of thought we kind of had a good time with it and it kind of was a great way to close it all out there were tears of course and people came and left at the table is that we were sitting you know stationary because everybody saw us and everyone wanted to get in the final hug or the final joke or whatever have you of starfest because that's the way they wanted to have it go out a lot of them agreed with me that Starfest is is done. Let it let it go. Give it up. 
If you're going to do it, do it in its honor. Find a better way to do it. Find something that encapsulates the spirit and the heart of what Starfest was. The camaraderie, the hanging out, the family, just the overall good feels. Because let's face it, that is what's missing from the cons today. The heart. The ability to sit and just have a good time. I mean... I know it's not every day you get to say we got kicked out of a hotel because the Klingons started fighting and fell into the fire pit. I mean, (laughs) that usually ends up with someone going to detox and a call to, you know, DPD. It's not every day that you get to just hang out. And the con scene is built differently now than what Starfest was founded on. And maybe we will see a reemergence of this style of con again. And maybe that con is already out there and it just hasn't grown to the level that Starfest is. There's a lot of potential in the cons that are out there, the mom and pop ones, the ones that are coming along and they refuse to go into the big Emerald City, Denver Comic Con, New York, Chicago. I mean, take your pick. Almost every city now has a major con, a scene, a moment that the masses flock to and that's fine you need that to survive you need you need the locals in addition to the transplants and the people that are willing to travel and come and partake even the noobs that have no idea what they're in store for but are excited to be involved and to see the the con to experience the con to to have a moment that they have always heard people talk about and that's kind of where my mind is now what can i give as an experience to help the ones coming along or to help the ones that don't want to forget what Starfest was and is. And will we see it's like again? Difficult to say. But the only way to find out is to continue on the road and see what comes up next. But what do I know? I could be wrong. All right, enough of the feels. Let's freaking... Mm, do something else. There's so much going on. Okay, not a whole lot, but there was some things that bounced out at me this week. So let's get on to that. And what better way to do that than holy balls? Did you see the trailer for the new boys season three? It is spectacular. Oh, and I think we're going to finally get a little bit further into the comic books. But best of all was Jensen Eccles showing up as Soldier Boy. This was, whoo, doggy. I am so excited to see how this all unfolds and the fact that they're finally focusing in on Homelander being just a wee broken. Just a bit. Just, <laughs> and just so broken is the problem. So the trailer, is, we posted it up on the 5280 page yesterday. So if you missed it, bounce over onto our Facebook page because that's where I've got it right now. But it is great. Carl Urban as Butcher, of course, is spectacular. And it looks like Huey is taking a little bit more of a front and center role in this season as he's in charge of the FBI or he's, he's on the inside. He's trying to work from the inside out and realizing it isn't working and even calls Butcher and says, nope, we're going to have to do it your way. And that just means so much carnage. Even the trailer is a little more carnage filled than I think the last previous year. So go watch it. This looks to to be 
epic. I have, and I'm of course like really hooked after watching Diabolical, um, which is the animated shorts, kind of like Love, Death, and Robot style. Uh, that just is amazing. Of course, Laser Baby Day Out, which Dave Alvarez did the art for, very Chuck Jones style. But the end one, the final episode, that the final short, when it's Homelander versus Black Noir, just resonates even more now after watching the trailer. So if you haven't watched Diabolical, got to do that. Won't be long, I think, before we get The Boys, which it's there's so many shows coming right now that it's really hard to get like a handle on it and where all of them are going to be. So there's like stuff on top of the other. We'll try and keep you up to date. We'll try and keep you, you know, apprised of when and what and where. But Boys trailer, absolutely great. So the only the big question. The huge question. Will we see Soldier Boy actually take on Homelander this season? Or is it going to be a season of buildup as the two kind of muscle each other and see who's got the bigger ego? I'm very excited and curious to see how that friction, that 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 dynamic works out. It looks like it should be right around June sometime. They haven't nailed down a date, so you can expect to see the boys in June. And I'm just still laughing about the trailer. It just opens up with Homelander talking about how, you know, he fell for the wrong person. And it just seems to just take a page right out of everything that's going on right now in the social media world and the circus that's going on. And sometimes you just... You just fall for the wrong person. And, well, we know how that ended. (laughs) Moving along to galactic news. Actually, everything else is just kind of space-driven as far as information is concerned because it seems like sci-fi is where it's at as David Tennant and Catherine Tate uh, are ready to reprise their roles in the new Doctor Who 60th anniversary. So the the 10th Doctor and Donna Noble ready to step back into the TARDIS. And there's already stills out there of Tenet in the brown suit with the different coat uh, running around in what seems to be a typical um, Britain day with rain and gray skies. Now, I I have some theories on this, and I might be wrong and I might be right. But with Russell T. Davies, you never you never can tell because, of course, he RTD is throwing out like, well, it could be an alternate dimension. It could be something that happened previous in the timeline. He's throwing out all these different breadcrumbs. And I have a thought because later after these photos were released of Tenet and uh, Donna running around, there's rumors that Billy Piper, who played Rose, has also kind of signed on. And I'm wondering if the rift between dimensions gets that doctor and Rose through to our dimension again. I don't know how Donna fits into it, but maybe it's modern day because one of the stills that I saw actually has somebody walking around with a uh, face mask for COVID, obviously. So I don't know if that shows up in the shot or it's just kind of a simple passerby that just got, you know, snapped. <laughs> but uh, it is... I, I think this is exciting. I'm I'm very curious to see what Russell T. Davies 
does, and uh, it's great. Here is the quote that uh, came across from RTD. Uh, This is a direct quote. They're back, and it looks impossible. First, we announced a new doctor, and then an old doctor, along with the wonderful Donna. What on earth is happening? Uh, he continues on to say, maybe this is, a may, this is a missing story, or a parallel world, or a dream, or a trick, or a flashback. The only thing I can confirm is that it's going to be a spectacular as two of our greatest stars reunite for the battle of a lifetime. Very interesting. I'm... I'm I'm compelled. I want to know more. Uh, There is no announcement as far as when we are going to see this. It looks like they're filming now. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get the 60th anniversary a little closer to mid to the end of the year based on thoughts. I know we have another episode with Jodie Whittaker, which we can only assume is her regeneration uh, episode as they move forward towards uh, Russell T. Davies taking over the the TARDIS once more I'm very anxious because I know Tennant just got done with Good Omens 2 and him coming back to being the Doctor and Donna and the coat is kind of an issue for me though because he's running around it's not the normal long you know brown coat it looks kind of very Matt Smith style as far as the coat that he's wearing so kind of a an amalgamation or they just couldn't find the coat because it's hanging in the smithsonian or the doctor who museum or lord knows where where the coat is but it's not on tenant or it just could be something distracting again with russell t davies you never know what you're going to get so We'll see what happens as we close in on the 60th anniversary and a reuniting of some old faces with the new. In other cosmic awareness, it looks like the Emperor for the Dune sequel has finally been announced, which they already have quite a very impressive lineup, but now you're going to add... Christopher Walken? Are you freaking kidding me? That is awesome. I could not imagine a better emperor. And it just adds just a certain, I don't know, villainy and edge to the emperor for part two. And I'm I'm very... uh, I mean, I was kind of hyped up for it already. Don't get me wrong. And the first Dune... For all that it was, and everyone that bitched and complained, it was it was good. It was epic. It, there were some edges, and yes, we know we we talked about it at length. But the stars continue to come out for this, and it really just gives me this resounding faith because the build up and everything that went into the first one just carries forward and now you know the stakes are that much higher and we're getting everybody back because right now according to uh my information that i have christopher walken is going to be joining uh timothy chalmette rebecca ferguson zendaya josh brolin of course then uh, later they have announced florence plue from black widow and uh yeah the, the Yeah, she's the other Black Widow. Uh, Don't need to go further into that. And Austin Butler, 
So I'm very anxious to see what we get. And of course, I know HBO Max has just been pushing this, and it's I've already watched it a couple of times on the HBO Max channel. I'm not gonna lie, I really, I've really come to like this this adaptation so far. So. Uh, just to see Christopher Walken, just it really just seems to fit because his demeanor and just how he kind of has been the last few films that I have seen him in. He just kind of conducts himself in a very unique, and I don't want to say regal, but it's just kind of like Christopher Walken. You, you can kiss my ass, you know. It's just I, I'm I'm excited to see this in the 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 Dune world. Now, according to my information, also, production is expected to start uh, in the fall with the film set to be released October 20th, 2023. So everybody is returning that created the first one. No one has been left out. There is no change of guard, if you will, to mess up the flow like we have seen in previous sci-fi projects. And that kind of has left me annoyed. So everybody got back together. The actors creative just i'm i'm excited i i don't i don't know what to do with myself i want to send i want to send christopher walken a a letter a thank you note even a fruit basket i just 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 to say thank you for being you of course my last few tuesdays have been just like this i finally get into the studio my phone keeps ringing and everybody keeps coming by (sighs) It's like they want to be on the show. If you want to be on my show, just come by on Tuesdays. That's all you got to do. <laughs> all right. So where was I? Oh, yes. Sending Christopher Walken a fruit basket. <laughs> That's almost as bad as, well, you know, a fight started between a couple of Klingons and they fell into the fire pit. Oh, uh, what else is going on out there? This is uh, by far actually the the coolest thing this is what if i had nothing else to talk about on this podcast this is what i was going to go with because i was just excited everything is just building towards this this is the one thing this year that i have actually been questing forward to with the exception of ghostbusters afterlife and that is the obi-wan kenobi series that is set to come out on disney plus this uh, month it is set for May 27th, so just 10 days. Today is the 17th that I'm recording this, and because I'm sure some of you will get along to me sooner or later, and you may not be listening to me on Tuesday when I post. But this is what I have been pressing forward to. This is... I know I've said it many times, and I'll say it many times again. My favorite Jedi is Obi-Wan. I know I do really like Mace, but there's just something about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I just Maybe because he's my first Jedi. I don't know. And Luke was always so whiny, and Yoda was awesome. But he's, you know, he didn't get cooler until the later films because we got to actually see how much of a badass he was and force-wielding and, you know, saber-dicing and chopping and killing and, you know, beating up Dooku. But I digress. I digress. Obi-Wan has always been my Jedi. 
So to see the series finally come to Disney Plus, I am excited because this is also a big hole in the lore, and there has been so much buildup all around Obi Wan in this particular blind spot. I'm very excited to see how they handle it. We have so many things from Star Wars Rebels that has kind of come over into it. We've got other shows like The Bad Batch, and, and there there's things that have kind of alluded to what has gone on. So after the fall of the Jedi, Obi-Wan goes into hiding. The big thing, and even the video games have all kind of pointed to this, that you know Obi-Wan just kind of fell off the radar. Or did he? There are moments that I'm, I'm hoping we kind of get hinted at or see or treated to over the six episodes that will be this series. I wouldn't mind seeing a little kind of teaser with Darth Maul, but really the and, – and the – there's so much. It's just all fine to get out of my mouth at once. The battle between Vader and Obi-Wan looks to be – very, very, very intense. Hayden Christensen has been training pretty much well nonstop to get back into shape. Uh, in fact, it was said uh, Christensen return to the role won't end with Obi-Wan Kenobi either, that he will be playing Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader in the Ahsoka series, which we will get to in a moment. But it's um, – He's he's been working out to get into fighting shape because the saber battle that they're kind of hinting at is a, a, a major rematch between him and Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith. And to just kind of, well, we're getting a Vader, the Vader that we, we've anxiously needed the vader that we have deserved is finally going to show up because we get a very big hint of him from rogue one especially when he just walks in and just decimates everybody on that ship as leia gets away for the beginning of episode one so we're getting this vader a vader very much in his prime he is very much a force to contend with (laughs) see what i did there and it's it's about time. This is the Vader that our childhood dreams were built on. Someone to just be an absolute badass and does not care. No names, zero fucks given. Here it is. I'm Darth Vader. And we're finally going to get that. Now, how does this apply to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? And will we actually see this intense of a fight? It's a very good question. I mean, we're in between... Revenge of the Fall or Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And it, it's that weird little kind of halfway point is what we're kind of figuring out five to ten years since we've last seen Obi-Wan. So what what to expect and what what not to expect. I wouldn't you know what, I wouldn't even be too upset if we got a little Yoda. Out of this, that would be kind of fun just to see what uh, he's up to. Because, I mean, we know where he's at. We know that he's hiding. And everything that has gone into Yoda being Yoda and and feeling... I know there's some disappointments and some failure from 
basically getting beat up by the emperor, and that's not a good way to go go out into hiding. So maybe we'll get some closure. Maybe we'll get to see some more information on that. I'm sure we will see Ahsoka show up in this, at least fingers crossed, just because of how all of that breaks out from what we've seen from Rebels and Ahsoka kind of already knowing where Obi-Wan was. So... Will we see another fight between Ahsoka and Vader? Will we? Maybe that's the fight we're going to get instead of Obi Wan versus Vader. Which, oh, there's so many possibilities. I guess we will find out on May 27th as far as what's going to go on with that. But the reason that I got to this this rabbit hole to begin with was the cover of Vanity Fair has all of like the major hitters that are coming to the Disney Plus. Star Wars series for the remainder of the year. Of course, we've got uh, Ahsoka. We've got... uh, Sorry, my brain just locked up. I'm going to pull up the... Image. There we go. Um, So we've got Ahsoka. We've got the Mandalorian. We've got Obi-Wan. And we've got a very interesting choice, and I'm not sure what we're going to... um, see out of this because we've got the rebel spy out of rebels not rebels out of rogue one cassian also is back because there's a whole other story that everyone has kind of forgotten about and that series is andor so we're getting kind of a, a precursor to what happened in rogue one as we see cassian working to help build out the the spy network and everything to help the rebel alliance that's now just kind of coming along and i think this is actually really great because i out of all of the store star wars films to follow the original three i i still one of i still think my favorite out of all of them is rogue one just the whole story and the feel and it just encapsulated so much of the Star Wars feels without any of the other like fan influences and everybody saying we should have this and we should have that and it was just it was perfect there wasn't anything in Rogue One that I would do differently except for maybe more space battles but come on let's be honest the Star Wars fans isn't that always what we want more space battles <laughs> Anyway, to stay on track and to finish a couple of thoughts off, Obi-Wan is where my focus is. And this will be something, I think, special and and exquisite for the fans. I am very curious, and I know Susie and I have talked about this as far as the Inquisitors. We were arguing about it the other day as far as the Witch Sisters and what all is in store. And there's so much... That I know that we will be talking about this in length. I know we will be doing the deep dive, but just, just oh, on the cover of Vanity Fair. I mean, come on, this is this is like you know, nerddom has gone mainstream, baby, and that is that is absolutely awesome. The issue is um, for June the 2020 uh, year this year, so it'll be coming up. I think it might be out. Let's see, we're in May. So, yeah, it should be out. Um, If you're into that thing, you know, you might collect some nerd stuff. I know I'm actually, as soon as I get done podcasting today, is going to hit the Barnes & Noble down the street from the studio and see if they've got them in yet. 
Now, as we approach Obi-Wan, the next one on the docket actually will be Alderaan. And the Mandalorian will be the next one scheduled to premiere somewhere later in this year, maybe early 2023. They haven't really locked down a date. And then, of course, of the, the, the four, Ahsoka will arrive in 2023. So this, this is so good. Now, as far as the Hayden Christian connection... They're really curious on what's going to happen on how he fits into this. So we know he's going to be in the Ahsoka series, but is it going to be as Vader? Is it going to be as Anakin? Is it going to be as a Force ghost or flashbacks or exactly what? Because according to my information, Ahsoka is after Jedi. So we're looking at the... Five years after Jedi, as we get into the Mandalorian's timeline and everything else, and it is continuing on that story. So how Vader and all that plugs together is a very good question, and it's very curious how they're putting this all together. And they, they, they're, they're doing it right. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm so excited. So we'll see what happens. More space battles, more Jedis, and let's not forget the Inquisitors. In reboot news, uh, this just in a little while ago, actually, and I kind of picked this up just as I came into the studio, was they're rebooting League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, yeah, you you heard that. You heard that correctly. <laughs> the Evidently, if you can't get it done right the first time, why not try again? So Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill's story, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, comic book that went on for a number of years. Great comic book. According to The Hollywood Reporter, they are giving um, Susan... No, excuse me. Don Murphy, who produced the original one, and Susan Monford. I knew I had to get that in the correct order. Uh, they're the ones that produced the original 2003 League of Extraordinary Gentlemen film. They're getting another shot at it. Now, there's not a whole lot of news to follow up on this, just the fact that they're doing or rebooting League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and I'm kind of on the fence on this. Not that I have anything love for the original League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, just because Sean Connery and some of the characters that people that they used for the characters it was a decent fit it's a lot there's a lot of comic to fit in there so i can understand why this film wasn't that well received so in light of that it looks like they're working to reboot it for hulu now whether or not this is just going to be a film or a series i would hope to do the comic justice to to get the whole story out I really think it needs it needs to be a series. It really could work well. But that said, uh, I, I have no other information. I just think it's very interesting that they're going to reboot that movie. But who knows? None more thi- one more thing for Alan Moore to just be cranky and, and be you know bitchy about because they're, they're using his properties yet again. Also in comic book news, the cover of the original uh, Dark Knight Returns probably one of the most single easiest identifiable covers of all time in fact um, it's been 
swiped. It's been redone. It's been used and abused. And so many people have drawn inspiration from this. But it looks like the original art is going up for auction. Of course, I'm talking about the silhouette of Batman jumping in the in the midnight air. It's midnight night. Too repetitive? Yeah, I think so. Uh, jumping in the air as a bolt of lightning highlights him as he's soaring through the, the night sky. There we go. That worked better. Uh, this was originally illustrated by Frank Miller and colored by Lynn Varley. And if you are not up to date, this was published in 1986. The cover, evidently, is this is actually the original artwork. It was donated by a collector who acquired it from Varley and will serve as a highlight of the Heritage Auction that's uh, June 16th through the 19th. You are actually able to bid on this opening May 27th on the Heritage Auctions site. I'm very curious to see what this is going to go for, but I'm, I'm going to try for it. I don't know how much money I think I think I got a couple bucks that I can throw <laughs> into the bid. It would look great in the studio. Are you kidding me? Right next to my Batman Catwoman Michael Turner print that I got right here. It'd be great. Be just one big Batman collage. Uh we'll keep an eye on this because I just think this is fun and I love to see what the nerd art and stuff like this goes for because comic books have been catching some amazingly impressive prices when they have gone to auction and i have no doubt a frank miller original with this is just oh this will be great be fun i just wish i could have it yeah i can just see it now frank miller alan moore sitting in alan moore's cabin sitting there bitching drinking whiskey or moonshine i don't know which Comparing flannel patterns to each other and who's got the bigger beard with more critters growing out of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. The things that we talk about at the comic shop. Clayton and I used to just sit and just make fun of Alan Moore and the beard. And there's this new commercial about Alan Moore teaching writing. And if you haven't seen it, please do. Because Alan Moore just looks out of control. He's just like one big mass of beard and hair and flotsam and jetson waiting for something looking out through the beard and like clothes you know (laughs) uh what else that's about it uh where can you find us the this coming up weekend actually may 21st and 22nd is the retro mania collectible show Come say hi. I will be there with a table. This is kind of a fun little con. There's going to be a few guests, actually. I know um, there'll be a wrestler or two. Uh, Maybe just one. Um, We have... Oh, no. It was Sam Jones that I was thinking of. So, Sam Jones, the original Flash Gordon, the only Flash Gordon will be there. And, of course, Bulk and Skull for the Power Rangers... People, fans, lovers of all ages. Actually, I saw a very interesting rumor for Power Rangers 30. They were trying to get the all of the original cast back together to do something for that. So I'm curious to see if that actually comes around. But this weekend, come to the Arapaho Community Fairgrounds out here in Aurora, and we will be set up, hanging out, come by, say hi, take a picture with, you know, with us why not because you got nothing else to do uh the address is 25690 east quincy avenue here in aurora come by say hi we'll we'll have some we'll have some times we'll read some comics it'll be fun 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so on that bombshell, that's it. That's all we got. Give us a like. Give us a share. Let everybody know about your favorite dirty little secret in your podcast that is us. But in the meantime, until we see you next time or this weekend or whenever, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night. <laughs>